Blog Talk Radio. time with Pastor Steph. And they agreed that 
you know, the uh, principle says that it wasn't basically following God's ideal, and she should have been removed. Then you had others who said it was a bit extreme, and, you know, one thing has nothing to do with the other. You know, it was a young person at a party dancing, and, you know, what do young people do? What do we do? What have we done? So, very interesting conversation. So that was really a big deal over here on his time as we talked to the point that the switch tip for the morning was, drum roll, mm, stop being extra. Yes. The situation with the young lady was referenced in the switch tip. And, you know, as we are Christian people and we've had, you know, to be forgiven for a thing or two, let us remember that that we need to think about that we've done and you know, even to the point where one of the due time members said, hey, you know, we've done things over and over and over again. And since we've done things over and over and over again, and God allowed us to get away with it. Stop being extra. Don't forget that that was you at one point. So, very interesting conversation. Well, Tuesday there was no if you got a past the step because Black Talk Radio site was down. But Wednesday, wow, Wednesday rolled around and we got to talking with our girlfriend Vivian and her socially conscious segment. And we talked about the $2.7 billion that has been stamped from the public on social media alone. Can you imagine? We're not counting phone calls. We're not counting emails. But social media alone. They say this clickbait, and that's what I'm going to call it. I'm going to use that term. You know, clickbait is, you know, has been used for other uh, purposes, but I'm definitely going to use that here where you've got the clickbait where people are all over Instagram and Facebook and other different social media sites and are getting crazy scams to the point of $2.7 billion. And, you know, we have been warned again to listen, stop Clicking on everything, stop going to buy everything. You know, also go into your settings and limit people who can see your post because they say that's how they're actually targeting what, you know, and how they're scamming people. You know, they go with the things you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was a jack in the box shooting over some curly fries. <laughs> yeah, that was the wild story of the week. You know, uh, uh, a family 
did not get their fries properly from a jack-in-the-box cashier, I suppose. And they got to arguing, and the employee pulled out a gun and got to shooting. And not only that, but there was a McDonald's employee who ended up shooting at a customer and killing the customer. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, we got to talking about what kind of world are we living in where the fast food people have to take guns to work with them. Mm, I don't know. I don't know, y'all. This is getting to be pretty uh, bad out here. Well, yesterday, Therapy Thursday, rolled around, and we talked about the tenant from hell. Yes, the Airbnb owner who rented out his unit for six months, and now the tenant won't leave until $100,000 in relocation fee is given. Yeah. Woo! I don't know. You know, it, it, we also got to talking about renting those Airbnbs where the landlord is on the premises and they don't know their place. Yeah. Had that experience. So. <sighs> it's been some conversation this week for the detail. We passed the staff, and we have finally arrived to Friday. Yes, today is Freestyle Friday, and we get to do whatever it is we want to do. We'll talk to the men is what we do, and thank God we have made it to the end of the week. It's been some kind of week. Over here for Pastor Steph, and I am so happy God has dragged me through the week, and I'm here. Ooh, what about you? Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We've got some stuff to talk about. I hope you've got some stuff to talk about because, you know, sometimes the news just is not so exciting until I get to talking about it, so... We'll see, and we'll see how much the men will add to the conversation. So, I'll give you an opportunity to go get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on, and whatever you do, don't go anywhere, because we will be right back. For more than a century, the Canadian Red Cross has been helping the most vulnerable people in Canada and around the world, including those who often go unnoticed. Each year, the Canadian Red Cross trains thousands of Canadians in bullying prevention. Because every child has the right to feel safe, helping to make sure that happens is one of the most important things we do with your support. 
Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's the Time with Pastor Seth. And it is Freestyle Friday. Woo! End up for the end of the week. How are you today? Well, let's get to talking. Let's get to talking. What are we talking about today? Well, I managed to scrape up a who knew. And, well, actually, I scraped up a couple of who knew. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Now, I knew that Tiana Taylor, you know, the actress, Byron, from Medea's family reunion, I knew she was married. But, yo, I had no idea that homegirl was married to Rob from the shy. Like, yo, are you serious? Yeah, I had no idea that the two of them were together. No, you know? I surely did not know, and I came across it when I saw the article or the news story that said the rumors have been circulating, and today, Tiana Taylor confirmed that she and her husband, Iman Shumpert, are indeed separated, and lo and behold, this picture pops up of the two of them. Well, I'm like, what do you mean? They're separated. I didn't even know they were together. Yeah. So that was a big who knew for me. You know, not so much of, you know, whether they were separating or not. I don't really care about that, but she claims that, you know, there's no cheating and, you know, they just mutually decided to separate. So I figured I'd just finish off that that little story there. Well, the other who knew that I came across was quite interesting only because this was kind of like a continuation from another who knew that we talked about before. Now, remember we talked about, what's his name, Spike Lee and Rosie Perez and how she was all twisted when, you know, she did the shooting of Do the Right Thing and she was crying during the scene and all that stuff. Remember that? Wow. Spike Lee is mentioned again. Now, 
I don't know how many of you know about this or how many of you even know about this chicken pool who was in the movie Malcolm X, the one who played Malcolm X's love interest when he was in his younger hustling days. She's Kate Vernon, who played Sophia. Now, she's got a story about working with Spike. And she says that when she was filming the movie Malcolm X, that he treated her like a second-class citizen on the movie set. So he says at first she was really excited about working with Spike Lee because of, you know, all of the fame that he had garnered, you know, from his movies. She said at first he was kind of supportive, inquisitive, but as time went on, she said he became a little more difficult. Now, she was talking about initially that he really didn't pay a lot of attention to her and a lot of her guidance initially came, started with him, but then kind of rolled over to Denzel. And that Denzel ended up working out their scene during the rehearsal, and he was kind of just watching Spike, you know, from the side as they were, you know, doing the rehearsals and things like that. But here's what I found kind of interesting because of the Rosie Perez story. She said that not only did she find that it was really uncomfortable because she really couldn't go to him to get, like, the guidance and, you know, stuff that she needed from, you know, whoever, whatever a director's supposed to get. She said, but there was an, a, an altercation when it came to her nudity um, scene. Now, if you remember, Lady Perez had the same conversation or complaint. So she said in the in the contract, there was an agreement that there would be no nudity. She said, but when they started filming, there was a love scene that her and Denzel were supposed to do in Beckham Cadillac. And the agreement was that only her shoulders would be exposed. But when the scene got underway, he insisted that she show her breast. So she says, this argument broke out between Spike and I. She said, I'm trapped in this car and I'm fighting with Spike to honor my contract. What resulted is that he cut the scene in half. I don't have any 
any idea what that means, and they didn't bother to elaborate on that either. But she said that many, many years later that he was doing some lecture at a filmmaking school, and she was in Rome, and that's where he ended up finding out that she was there filming some comedy. So he knocked on her trailer door to see how she was doing. And, you know, she said it was cordial. Everything was okay. She said, but she wasn't feeling him. And she said that, you know what, she's never worked with him again. She said she was just that uncomfortable with the experience. And, you know, I guess you didn't hear any, you know, hoopla back then. But she said that uh, there was no uncomfortability or no tension, you know, off camera. But they they noted in the article that Spike Lee is supposedly known for his off-camera tactics in making, like, the actors angry. So he'll create some kind of a tense environment because that will spill into the actual scene. And they say he's been known to do that quite often. He did it with the, um, what do you call it, the actors on the set of School Day. You know, when they did the Jigaboos and the Wannabes? Yeah, he claimed, they claimed that he did some type of tension um, situation, tense situation, and that and fueled the tense scene for that shoot. And he's not the only one I've heard do that. I've heard that there's been some other directors that do things like that, and I think that's like real whack. So, you know, she doesn't necessarily claim that this is what he did then, But I just found it interesting that here was another actress that claimed that there was some type of tension around the shoot in the nudity scene, because that's exactly what Rosie Perez claimed. But she claimed she kept going and she was crying and all of this kind of stuff. So I don't know, you know. To me, you still don't do stuff that you don't want to do. But, you know, hey, I ain't on the set, and, you know, they claim that, you know, when you're in it, you do things that you don't want to do necessarily. Well, so I just thought that might be an interesting who knew for you. It was an interesting who knew for me. Like I said, especially being that we had already done this story. Wow. You know how I always like to get our little trivia thing going on Friday. 
And feel free to, you know, join in. You know how to get this done. You know how to reach me. Well, today we're talking about things that have gotten too expensive, so people say, and they're no longer feeling like it's worth the money, so they ain't buying it no more. So is there something that you have seen the price grow and grow and grow, and you're at the point that, hey, I am just not buying this thing anymore. Now, nothing comes to my mind immediately, but I'm sure as I run down this list, something might jump out at me, so feel free. Well, they're saying fast food. People are not buying fast food the way they used to because the price is just that crazy. Yesterday, we went to Shake Shack, three of us. And I just happened. I didn't go. I didn't purchase the food. Shanti went to purchase with my car. And when I looked down on the counter, on the table, when she came to sit down for her, Mariah, and myself, I looked at the receipt was $51. I was too done. I was like, oh, we would have eaten at home. I'm sorry. Yeah, $51 for Shake Shack. I was like, no, that's all right. We won't be eating as a group anymore. So, yeah, fast food has gotten to be crazy. Streaming services. People are saying that, you know what, we're back to cable prices again. So, streaming services have been kind of streamlined. And I agree they're doing what cable used to do. You know how cable got you on those introductory prices and you kept those prices for about two years and before you know it, they were up to like hundreds of dollars. Yeah, well, that's what the streaming services are doing. And I I have been after this for years. And the other day I looked and saw, I think, oh, my gosh, not only do we have cable, but I have like a hundred streaming services that they said they were going to chip in for, and I definitely don't even want it. So yeah, man, oh man. What else would they say? Peer-to-peer rentals. They say all the add-on fees are actually crazy, 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 crazy. Junk food. <laughs> They say $6 for a bag of chips. They're going to eat the baby carrots and the hummus. No hummus. They're like, you know, we can't even afford to buy soda anymore. You know, they have gotten expensive as well. A bag of chips, yo, and it's a bag of air. Mm. Let's see. What else? Concerts. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Concerts have not, you know, they've gotten a little more expensive. But the fees, have they lost their mind? Ticketmaster, yo. You know, 
they are they they really have lost they ever love a lives. It cost I know one time I bought some tickets and it cost me like almost twenty five dollars for fees. And I'm like, you know what? They need to stop. They really need to stop. They really, 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 really need to stop. Because now it takes your ticket to like this crazy amount of money. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Oh, they say brisket. Now, I don't know if y'all remember. Years ago, brisket was the cheapest part of the beef. And now, man, mm-mm-mm. this show is expensive. They say repairs on your merchandise is true. By the time, <laughs> by the time you look at how much it costs to repair, yo, you might as well go ahead and buy the whole thing all over again. To me, that's the same thing with cleaners. When you go to fix a zipper on a coat, you might as well go and buy the coat all over again. Because it is surely expensive to take that to the cleaners. Mmm. Coffee. I don't know. I've seen the Starbucks prices. I don't know how y'all was ever buying Starbucks coffee in the first place. Because it was crazy. Okay, here's one that is really, 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 really crazy. Theme park. What is up with the theme park? To get into Great Adventure, Disney, $100, You know what? You can't afford to even go to these places. You get the, the, the plane... You go there and you just gotta stand on the outside and look at the place. I don't know. I don't know. They say drinking, going out drinking. Drinking was always expensive to me. I never liked that habit. That was that and cigarettes. I don't know how people kept up the cigarette habit. At the price of cigarettes. I see why people are smoking weed. It's cheaper to smoke weed than it is to smoke cigarettes. Mm. What else? Cars. Cars have gotten to be so expensive. You used to be able to buy a nice car for a reasonable amount of money, and the price of cars now, oh, my goodness. And then you have to pay for insurance, which is as well as gas. So how can you afford the car? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Movies. Yeah. You go to the movies on an off night that ain't a Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. It's $50 to go to the movies. Wow. It is. It's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know. Everything, 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 everything is so expensive now. You can't afford to do anything. I don't know. If you can think of anything, 
anything comes to your mind that is so expensive you don't buy it anymore, feel free to hit me up. I'll be here for the rest of the show. All righty, what are we talking about today? We got a lot of, um, what do you call it? What do you call it? Uh, things that we talked about before, and now they've given us some updates. That's what I want to talk about. So let's see, what update are we going to talk about? First, we're going to talk about this update. Oh, that's not an update. Let's see. Okay. We're going to talk about this student. You know, we've been talking a while about this student with the hairstyle in Texas. Yes. Remember now he had the dreads and they had this rule that, and they even added one here. They even added one here. I didn't see before. They have where if you're a boy, your hair can't extend below your eyebrows, your earlobes, or the top of a T-shirt collar. Now, that I had never seen before. They didn't have that one before. So remember, they put him in in-house suspension. Well, he's actually been on in-house suspension for over a month. Can you imagine for your hair? Now, remember, the parents, especially the mom, is fighting because they have already in Texas, they have this civil rights issue where they have this Crown Act. Now, the Crown Act stands for Create a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair. (laughs) Goodness gracious. And they say it's intended to prohibit race-based hair discrimination and bars employers and schools from penalizing people because of hair texture or protective hairstyles including apples, braids, dreads, twists, or bantu knots. Well, out in Texas, they have this act that went into effect on September 1st. But since then, they've been suspending this young man because of his hair. So it's been contrary to what the act has even been about. Now, here's the thing that I did not know either. Two children have already been at the battle, at battle with the school. They said that a set of cousins, DeAndre Arnold and Kaden Bradford, they had to cut their dreads in 2020. And their family sued the district in May of 2020 because they said that their district care policy was discriminatory. And their case is what pushed 
the Texas lawmakers to approve that Crown Act. So they're really trying to figure out what seems to be this school's problem when all of this has already taken place. So now here's the update with this young man. So because he still has not changed the hairstyle, they will send him to a school called Epic, which is an alternative school program from October 12th to November 29th for failure to comply with the school regulations. He is not going to be allowed on the school premises unless, during during that time, unless he's going on the school's premises to talk about this, um, this hair issue. So you are really going to send a child to alternative schools because they will not change their hairstyle. This has been going on since the beginning of the school year. So imagine he's 18 years old. You're going to school. His hair is very well-groomed. It's neat. It's in dreads, but it's, it's never, you know, they've never had it hanging. So whether it was below the eyebrows or the earlobes or the collar, the T-shirt collar, it's never been, it's never hung. It's always been wrapped up. So they really are trying to figure out what's going on. This is, this is really disgusting. You know, we're trying to get these kids even interested in school. We're trying to get them to stay in school. And all you can harass him about is his hair that has never been an issue. I tell you, this is really disgusting. And they're saying that in Texas is one of the only places that something like this would be able to take place. Because normally their little crown act or whatever the ruling was would have already straightened out this situation. Wow. All right. Well, we have another update. On Monday, we talked about the young lady who had the issue of the dancing. She was twerking in the school. and Well, not in the school. Let me rephrase that. They had a homecoming after party, and they had a video of her twerking, and they showed the video to the principal, and the principal decided that she she did not follow the ideals of God. So he took away her president status in the student government as well as taking away her scholarship and his assistance with helping her 
apply for scholarships. Well, that was kind of like a back and forth thing here on the due time because we were split. Some felt that it was too much and others felt like it was just what was needed. It was appropriate to suspend her, you know, president status as well as her application for scholarship. Now, what does one thing have to do with the other was the question. And I find it very interesting that last night there was an article where the principal has asked for a leave of absence. Yes. After he's done this, he is now rescinding his decision. He gave her back. He contacted the family to give her back her role as a president, as the president. He's uh, reversing the disciplinary action. And he's recommending her for the scholarship. Now, here's the thing. He contacted mom to tell her that he was reinstating her. He was calling them in so that he could reinstate her as the president and reinstate the scholarship, but the deadline has passed. Yeah, the scholarship deadline has already gone by. The damage is already done. And she said, I also told him, I gave them an opportunity the very next morning when he actually suspended her. And she said she's not forgiving him because you can't rectify the issue now. Now that the scholarship application and the window is closed, what difference does it make? So the superintendent has announced that he is now asking for a leave of absence for the rest of the school year. Now, if your decision was all of that and you stood by what you said, what are you doing? What are you asking for the leave of absence for? So here's his statement. He says, as principal of Walker High School, I am faced daily with many difficult decisions for the interests of our students and employees that are never taken lightly. Please know that I always strive to place our students first in every decision it is for that reason that I have taken this corrective action. Whack. Whack. And more whack. I'm sorry. I'm looking at a statement that says, please know that I always strive to place our students first in every decision. No, you didn't. 
No, you didn't. That wasn't for her interest. It for her interest. If it were for her interest, you would have brought it in and you would have explained why you felt that her dancing, her twerking was inappropriate and how, you know, you were just giving her a warning. And that was it. So now you've done some irreparable you made some irreparable decision. Now you want to give her help? Well, how were you supposed to help her if you're gone? So is that what you're showing her? Where's the, where's the example? There wasn't. A, there was no example when you took away her her uh, president status. There was no example when you took away her ability to apply for scholarships and her assistance for the scholarship application, there's no example when you're booking and running. Face it! Backlash ever since. So now, so now you suspend her from these two things, but you get to buck and run? You were straight whack. Listen, he wouldn't have to worry about coming back. Go apply for a job someplace else. Go work over the kindergartners. Because clearly high school is not your arena. That, no, you are straight whack. You now wreak havoc in her life. And now you get to leave. Yo, you are straight whack, 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 whack. Wow. Well, we have another update. Remember the judge? <laughs> we did this story about the judge who was overseeing the court case of the woman and the child's father who was beaten to death. And while she was, while the court case was going on, she was sitting on her cell phone. To, well, she's back in the news, as they're talking about her. They said when they did the research, she had sent 500 texts. How do you send... I don't think I've sent 500 texts all year. Yes. So they also revealed that she had been texting the bailiff. <laughs> Jesus Louise. So not only were you not paying attention, neither was the bailiff. So how are you a bailiff and you standing there with a phone in your hand? Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, they said that she texts things to the bailiff, such as, can I please scream liar, liar, when she didn't believe what the chick was saying about the little girl. She also texts 
state just couldn't accept that a mom could kill their kids, so they went after the next person available. She also texted to the bailiff about unidentified, unidentified officer. I can look at him all day. They say that she also repeatedly referred to the DA saying he was sweating through his coat while he was questioning some jurors. And then she texts to the bailiff, why does he have baby hands? What else did she text? Oh, so then they had some of his responses. He will, uh, and he's already served that. He was talking about the dad who was on trial. He had already been to prison. So that was part of his response. What else? They had some other things in here that, they um that they had text between the two of them, but but t- during this trial, five hundred texts had been from her alone, and like I said, they didn't tell us who she was texting. They just said that they could see from cameras in the courtroom that she was caught texting throughout this trial. They didn't say, they said in this particular article that it was the bailiff that she was texting and the bailiff was actually responding, which meant that he had to read the text, then type it out. So had something bust off in the courtroom, would he have really been ready and able to take care of the issue? Oh, my goodness gracious. So they suspended her. looking to remove her from the bench altogether. Now, here's the thing. She's just been on the bench since January. Already, she's not, she wasn't prepared to be no judge. She wasn't prepared to be no judge. How you just got on the bench in January, and already here it is November, and they're getting rid of you. Wow. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I got one more story I want to talk about. And, again, we're talking about some serious negligence. So there's a probation officer not doing her job. She out to free a murderer because she never bothered to read the report that said that he was high risk. Ended up 
a pregnant woman and her three children. Uh, now, he was already in trouble for and some type of contact with the 16-year-old in, in his care. She was supposed to, the probation officer was supposed to read all of uh, information in his file so that she could recommend how to move forward with his pre-sentencing. So she never read the information and told them that she was busy. <laughs> she said with time restraint, I'm sorry, time constraint, it would be a good practice to read the 11 reports. But I think if you asked any officer doing a pre-sentence report, if they had time to read all 11 reports, it would be unlikely that they would. I'm not justifying the fact that I did not read the report. I'm just saying with time constraints, workloads people had, it would be unlikely that people would have had would have the capacity to read the report. This is how you respond to the fact that you didn't read the report. And now there are multiple people dead because you didn't take care of the paperwork the way you were supposed to take care of paperwork. And this is no different than the social workers who say that they could not do what they needed to do for the children, so the children took the class and they end up dead. Hmm. They said he was given a 17-month suspended sentence with a five-month curfew requirement in June of 21 for the arson offense committed in May of 2020. And that was only one of the things that was in the file that she missed, and that's why they were given, he was given the suspended uh, sentence five, with a five-month curfew requirement. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't know. You know, it goes back to the question, do these people really want a job? Let me talk to my... Let me talk to my uh, D-Town crew. Let's talk to my brother, Ainsley. Good morning, brother Ainsley. Good morning, good morning, Pastor Steph. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm coming along, coming along. Can you hear me? I had to just get a new phone. So I don't know how I sound. Hope I sound all right. You sound okay. I can hear you clearly. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so right, much good, for joining good, us good. today. All yes, right. yes. So, we're talking about this young man who they are now, you know, he spent, since the school started in August, 
in Texas. He has been in in-house suspension. And now because he still won't change his hairstyle, which is neat, they are now moving him to an alternative school program for a month. Once that month is finished, he can then go back to the regular campus and resume classes. But the only way he can go on the campus in between October 12th and November 29th is if he's going on the campus to talk about his hairstyle. And I guess if he wants to change, you know, the way he's wearing it or whatever have you. What, is this something that you would pursue as a parent? Oh, heck yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, I became a little bit aware of, the, uh, of it, uh, of that story. And I'm like, and then at first I was like, what, what are you talking about? And then I saw the picture of the young man's hair. And I'm like, what mm-hmm. the heck is wrong with these people? It is completely neat and style. It's yeah. not, I know you're talking about it's not hanging down, you know, where where the wind blows. It, it could go any kind of kind of way. It is completely nicely styled, pinned up, and, and whatnot. And to me, this is pure racist, straight up discriminatory racist and whatnot. And something something that you mentioned that I didn't know was kind of makes sense a little bit in Texas, because you said it was his cousins that went through the same thing. That's what prompted the act of the, yeah. you know, you're not mm-hmm. supposed to discriminate and whatnot. So, I mean, I guess they got the act because of, you know, what was going on. They got the act, um, it, you know, going. But apparently still there's no bite in it, you know, because my thing is where is the, okay, I think if the Texas is an act, then the attorney general is is empowered to make sure everything goes online. So why is not the attorney right. general or whoever right. else is not going overstepping to the school and say, yo, listen, you're wrong. You keep doing this or right. you're not to step in and stuff like that. Where is the bite in that? You know what I'm saying? You know, what's the sense of having law if they're not gonna have it's not gonna be enforced? You know, right. it's, 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 right. it's, it's, it's it's why? You know? You're gonna do what you wanna do, so no 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 no. So and it's a state law. So I mean like um that that supersedes the school. So it, it is complete racist to me. It's complete, complete it's discriminatory. And um yeah. I agree with them. Yeah. I would, I would definitely, I would definitely fight it uh, to the hilt or whatnot because um, it's wrong. It's wrong, and and I just hope that um, you know the young man. You know he's he's been encouraged or given some kind of therapy, and you know because it's at that age he should not be having. That should not be the issue he had to be dealing with. My hairstyle like that. You know, mm-hmm. so um, most definitely, I would definitely Absolutely. do it, and I would definitely want to tell my, and I would, I would not be telling my my child, well, you got to cut your hair because blah blah blah. No, 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 no. Not in this day and age, no. So yeah, this, yeah this, this I is, think it's completely discriminatory. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. this is definitely a bit much, and you know, you 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 have it like you said, it's in existence, and no one is ensuring that this gets some the right attention and it gets noticed and passed properly. So this is something and, and that they need to work on. And another thing, I don't understand, all right, Phoenix in the news, at this point, I don't understand um, why there hasn't been an attorney on the family side, somebody who will step up and be like, go to court on their behalf and put a oh, stay. Yeah. I don't understand why yeah, that hasn't happened. Well, and here's the thing. They do have an attorney. They are pursuing it, but for some reason, that hasn't happened. You know, they do have a, let me see, I just got finished looking at it. They do have an attorney, and they have a lawsuit going. They do have a lawsuit going, but unfortunately, like you said, there's no say. They, they're just fighting. That's all it seems to be there. They have this in court. They have the attorney. They said the family filed a formal complaint with the Texas Education Agency and a federal civil rights lawsuit against the state's governor and attorney general alleging they failed to enforce a new law outlawing discrimination based on hairstyle. So, you know, they, they are pursuing it, but there's no say. So, yeah, that, that's a, that's a, Yeah, that's like in the civil action, but I'm talking about, like, you know, right now you petition the court to stay any other right. further, um, you know, the school from doing anything else until you make the court have to, you know, make an answer on this, like, right up now. You know what I'm saying? That's what I don't understand. Absolutely. You know, I get to live with the law, so it takes time. You know, so that that might take a year, two years, you know. Well, you'd be in college by then, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We need answers now for something like that, you know. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's true. you got to do something. Something has to be done now. He's being bounced all over the place. Which is why this is this is coming up because they've now taken the next step. And let's talk about this judge who has been on the bench less than a year, and during a serious trial where there was a two-year—I think it was she was two years old—we did this story where there was a two-year-old who was beaten to death by the mom and her boyfriend or something to that effect. Well, while this case was going on, you had the judge who they counted 500 text messages that she sent. Not only that, the initial complaint was that she had been on the bench scrolling social media. Now they've come up with the 500 texts, as well as the fact that she was chatting back and forth with the bailiff. Jeez, Louise. What do you say about that one? You know what? You know, and everything, we always got some bad apples. You know, you know, you got some bad teachers, you got some bad cops, you got some bad attorneys, and unfortunately, you got some bad judges, you know. 
And she's just one of them. And at least, thank God, you know, she said she just started from the beginning of the year. Well, hopefully, you know, first of all, we don't know how many other cases in that short period of time that she really messed up on. But at least let's deal with her now before she stays on the bench for years to come yeah. and just, you know, just totally warp, you know, justice or whatever whatever type of case she she handles and stuff like that. So this is just just a, a straight up bad apple. And at least thank God, you know, she'll yeah. be able to court out there. Cause a lot of times judges, you know, they're supposed to be this high authority, impartiality. You know, they put them on this pedestal. Like, you know, they can't do no wrong, you know, almost like a godlike status. And, you know, so it's like, um, you know, so not glad she, she got caught. And um, something like that, she she shouldn't be, um, she, she not, she's not judge material. I mean, she just needs to stay an attorney and just, you know, do whatever she do, but not, 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 not on the bench. Definitely, definitely get her out of there. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Brother Ainsley. Let's talk to our Brother Al and see what he's got to say. Oh, Brother Al, Brother Al, good morning. Chop, chop for the morning. Cozy, cozy, this is time. Just send the kids upstairs. Oh, yeah, how you doing? I'm all right, thanks. I'm all right, thanks, Brother Al. Well, you know, we talked before about this hairstyle and the crown act and how the the Texans are ignoring and violating this young man's civil rights. Well, now they are moving from in-house suspension, and for a little over a month, they're sending him to alternative school. What do you think of this thing here? Now, now I, was, I was listening to the stories going now. That's why they that's why they uh, suspend him because of his hair. Yeah, they they say that the law is that, or the rule is that boys cannot have hair longer than their eyebrows, earlobes, or as long as it would touch the collar of a t-shirt. And since the beginning of the school year, he's had dreads, but the dreads have all, always been pinned up. Very neat, very neat. But because, I guess if he were to let it down, it would exceed the length that they have mandated. And they, they've enacted this rule after the Crown Act which has been put in place because two other young men, two cousins, were forced to cut their hair because of the length of their hair. They had to cut their dreadlocks. So they pushed. Because of that, the Crown Act went into effect where you had protection against having to, you know, cut your hair and things like that if you had bantu knots or dreads or any kind of braids or things like that. And now, started school, they've had him in in-house suspension. Well, because he has not changed the hairstyle, they have moved, they have stepped up, and they're now putting him in alternative school for a month. 
So they're really going forward with this thing here. So I was asking, you know, what do you think? You know, you're talking about someone's education. Now, his education is being ignored and pushed to the side because you now have this issue with his hair. Wow, you know, it's crazy on the things that they do. You know, um, when you sit back and look at it, it's not okay for the young man to have his hair long, but it would be okay for him to wear a skirt to school. You know, the times we live in, this is why we need Jesus. This is why we need Jesus. But, you know, uh, the parents can fight that. They just need to go higher. Some, sometimes these parents, and, you know, and one of the things I tell parents, parents don't realize the power that they have in the school. Parents got some serious power, and most parents don't know about it. You know, they can they can go forward with that, you know, as far as um, uh, talking to the superintendent, uh, bringing it to the news. The school hate to be in the news. As soon as you mention something about the school and the news, boy, they get crazy. They do not want to be in the news. So, you know, there's things that, that they can do, and it's sad that they, they pick on these kids and, 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 and try to destroy their culture. You know, I was looking at one one time with this guy. He was a wrestler. Uh, black kid. I think we talked about that. He was a wrestler. And he was very good. He beating everybody. And then he getting close to the championship, and he had to win this one to go. Actually, actually, it was a championship wrestler uh, match, and he win this. He would go undefeated, break a record, and everything. And he had dreads in his hair. And the referee told him, "You can't wrestle with that." And they like, "What?" He said, "You can't wrestle this. If you cut it, then you can wrestle." And he had his coach cut his hair right then and there because he didn't want that legacy to go away. And the ref did get in trouble and stuff like that, but it's, it's, it's crazy because they don't understand the culture, so they think it's whatever, and it, it, it's just horrible, man. It's something definitely needs to be done about it. Well, hopefully, you know, they'll, the parents do have this in, you know, in, in court, and, you know, we don't know, you know, what they're going to, how this is going to, you know, play out because already it's been pushed to the point where he's in alternative. He's going to alternative school. So they're, they're just a mess. They're an absolute mess. We talked about... Hey, you know, Pastor... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Pastor Seth. I just wanted to do a comment okay. on that. And, and what happened is people don't understand what an alternative school is. Alternative school is for kids who are older. So they're trying to put them in a situation because most of the time you got kids... Alternative school is like 18 and older. Because you got some kids who just didn't want to do school and stuff like that. Then finally they're like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and finish. So they'll put them in the school because they're older than the other kids that are in regular school. So they're trying to put him in a, you know, a bad, you know, I guess they figure, well, we put him in with the older kids, he may get picked on. You know, it's, it's horrible, man. I'm praying for the parents, man, that they get the knowledge, that God get them the knowledge to, you know, be able to take care of this situation. And you can imagine the stress this young man is going through as well. Right, right, right. That, that's my point. You know, here you are trying to get your education, and they're stressing you about your hair. Uh, they're talking about this judge who on the bench, and in this one, one case she's been sitting on, 500 texts she's had back and forth with the bailiff, who's also been responding 
of them have been texting back and forth, as well as scrolling through social media. Oh. What are your thoughts, Brother Al? This is what's going on while our court cases are going on. How much attention are they really getting? That's that's crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm listening to 500 texts. My fingers don't even move that fast. <laughs> so, so you're talking about 500 texts. Somebody needs to get in trouble. You know, they, I mean, like, well, you're supposed to be paying attention and making sure everything's good, and you over there texting. You know, it should definitely be uh, some sort of consequences for that. And that's insane. Oh, you know, even to the point where you, you need to lose your job because now you're in the court. We're dealing with people live, but you're sitting there texting. Nah, you don't you don't need this job. No, and neither do you want it. You just stay at home and, and do your texting. That way you can text all you want. Oh, thank you so much for joining us, Brother Al. Let's talk to our Pastor KL and see what he's got to say about these things. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you today? Well, thank you. I am well. How are you? I am well as well, thank you. Good, good, good. You know, we've we've had this conversation before. Now they're 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 stepping up, stepping their game up. They're putting this young man in alternative school. Brother Al beat me to it because I was going to mention, you know, alternative school are for the older children who just kind of. You know, they, they, they've been having a little difficulty, and they have not given up completely. But, you know, they're from actually from 17 to 21 here in New York. You can uh, be a part of the school system if you go to an alternative school. And, you know, you're taking a, a, a child who's had no problems at all. You're putting him with other children who've had some level of, of difficulty. What kind of environment is that to put a child in and expect for him to excel all because of his hair? Well, first of all, I want to thank you and Brother Al for that, that uh, for defining what I was under school was, because I thought it was for the knuckleheads that just, just didn't want to do right in regular school, and they didn't bust them to alternative school so all y'all fools could be together. Yeah. That's, that, that's what I thought it was. You know, but I, I I didn't think it was a certain age. I thought it was when you started being a knucklehead, that's when you went. You know. Um, okay, no, you can only be 17. The minimum is 17 years old, and the maximum is 21. At, at 21, you should have been out of school. You should be in GED classes. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 I mean, I think it's totally ridiculous, and, and you know, because of a person's hair. And, and it's, it's kind of a touching, uh, sensitive uh, subject to me because uh, when I lived in New York, I, I had hair, um, and, and Brother Angie probably can remember, I, I had braids down my back. And I had a preacher tell me I couldn't preach in this, in this, in this pulpit because I had braids in my hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. And, and, wow. And, and, and that, that kind of stuck to me. So, you know, when I hear this story here, how people are all, already being uh identified or or or, or, or spoke of or or title 
because of how they look or because of how they dress. And then my question would, would be, what, what if he was like, you know, a Rastafari, where this was his religion? So, so at this mm. point, do, do we question his religion? You know, I, I work in a store, and, and you can't wear, you know, hats and stuff in, in, in the store. But when you start saying, well, this is part of my religion, this headgear is my religion, I can't fight you. Mm-hmm. You know, so how do we mm-hmm. fight for, for, for simply how they dress and how they look? You know, his pants is not down his butt. You know, he, he, he doesn't have that kind of stigma. He has neat hair. Right. you mad. You know, so, yeah. Yep. I, I got a problem with that. Yeah, very neat. And every picture they've all ever shown, his hair has always been very neatly styled. Um, and it, it, this is this is really sad that, you know, we're, we're trying to encourage them to stay in school. We're trying to encourage them to go to school, and which is right. why this, this alternative school is so important because it allows someone as old as 21 to, you know, to, you know, at one point I didn't think much of school. You know, I goofed off. You know, I didn't go. I didn't care. And now all of a sudden I woke up and I realized the importance of school. But I'm embarrassed because, you know, I, I, I messed up and I have no place to go. Well, that's what alternative school is there for, you know, so that it welcomes even the older, well, like you said, who should have been out of school. Right. To just go back and you're not looked at, you know, um, negatively, but kind of, for, you know, realizing that it's pretty important and, and we're going to give you another chance and shot at this. So here you, you're putting him in the school with these people and how, how, how unfair is that? I had no problem going to school, being compliant with, with the school rules and behavior, but yet this is where I'm, I'm being shipped off to. You know, again, exactly because it, to me, you know, you shipping me to a school where there's last hope. You shipping me to hospice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Where you know yeah. only a prayer is gonna let me graduate. You shipping me to the hospital, yeah. and I and, and I don't have no medical issues. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Yeah. I can take care of myself, and I gotta go to hospice. You know, you sending me to to the yeah. last church of God. You know what I mean? Well, that, I don't think that's fair. Mm. Yeah, this this is this is pretty extreme. It's pretty extreme. So hopefully there will be. You know, I'm following this story, and and this is a, this is the third time. You know, we talked about this. The first time it was the fact that it was even happening. The second time was that they were, you know, putting him in in house suspension. He's been in in house suspension since school started for him in August. And now they're stepping their game up. So who, who, how far is this going to go before these people get any type of justice, like Brother A.C. said? You know, get a stay in all of this. Just hold still until we can, you know, work this out. So this this is really ridiculous. So we're going to see how far this actually goes. Well, gonna, you've got to judge. But when a licensed person gets dredged, then we're going to stop it. When he comes to school with dreads, well, then we go stop. When the other side of the fence, and there are people on the other side of the fence that got dreads. 
So when they present oh, themselves, yeah. then we go. Then we go stop. Well, we'll see how right you are. We'll see if that happens first. All right. So we got this judge who's sitting on the bench, who's now suspended, and they're looking to get rid of her altogether. She was on placed on the bench in January, and during, I mean, a crucial. Uh, court case, not, I mean, all court cases are really important, but this one was really, really, really uh, serious. And she's texting the bailiff, uh, chatting with him. And got this banter going back and forth. She's scrolling through social media. What is the fate if we've got people like this on the bench? Yeah, I heard I heard uh, Brother Ainsley said, you know, everybody has their bad apples. She's a whole fruit basket. She ain't, she ain't a bad apple. She's a whole basket, you know, because you, you have too many people, lives in the balance, you know, and, and you're, you're the highest archie in the building, you know, and, and fuck, in God we trust is over you, and yet we can't even trust you. You know, I'm trying to figure out what was so important that 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 you felt that you need to go on online for. You know, Prime Day is only twice twice a year. You know, was it Prime Day? You know, was you ordering stuff? And 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 then if if it's my case, I don't I don't care if I'm fighting a weed case. I don't want to go to jail. But if you're not listening that I didn't have the weed, then I'm going. You know, I mean. The, the minute thing to, to the judge is the major thing to me. For the fact that I have to be in here before a judge anyway, that, that, that's big to me. And, and to think that I could be remanded because you missed a part of the story? Now, you, you need to be yeah. yeah. This is This is pretty serious. And, again, you know, she was, over a court case where there's a two-year-old little girl who had been murdered by her right. parents. And, you know, this was the importance to you. This was the level of importance to you that you were chatting about or the DA's hands were little. All kinds of super stuff. All kinds of super stuff. So, you so know, it, it, is the bailiff suspended as well? Well, was the beta suspended as well? Because he's just as bad. That happened to him. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because, like I said, the first article that we read when we did the story the first go round, they never said that she was texting. What they said was that she was on social media. This is the this is the update that she's she was actually texting. They counted 500 texts, and the person she was actually texting, texting was the bailiff. So they have no mention. I was definitely looking for what did they do with him because he definitely needs to be on a chopping block as well. I agree 100%. Because did this here? No. Both of y'all need to be sitting up in the same unemployment office with no unemployment ability. So this, this, right. this is a bit much. This is, this, is, this is a bit much. I agree. He needs to go. Just as bad, just as much. He needs to go. You know, you know, Pastor Steph, what's, what's so funny? 
I'm sorry, what's so uh-huh. funny about that is you see the judge up there and imagine you talking to the judge. Oh, Your Honor, I have evidence that this happened. Hold on one second. Let me check this message, and I'll be right with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whether she said it out loud or not, that's what she was doing. Queen, what she was doing. You know, it could have been the bailiff who dropped down on her to say, you need to check her out. <laughs> she been texting me. Wow! Wow! You know, you never know. You could have been. Never know. You know, they they said that the cameras picked her up. There's a camera that was over her, over the bench, and it showed her. And I remember this the first go round. It showed, you know, as she, because of course she's sitting higher up. So in her lap, you know, below she's got she's got this phone, and they showed a picture of her again, you know, with the from the camera's view and angle. So this, this is, you know, her positioning was was key in enabling her to actually do this texting and this scrolling. But those cameras picked her up. That that that's what that's what got her caught. So. Mm-hmm. I tell you, but you never know what these people are doing on the opposite side. All right, gentlemen, we've got this this bad situation going on um, with this these you know this in this Palestine Palestinian area, and there's a story that I picked up about you know yesterday we talked about the young lady who you know, said that she was going one place or she didn't tell her parents she was going to the music festival because she didn't want her parents to worry. And that's where the Hamas uh, terrorist attack, one of the areas that they, you know, went and kidnapped people and killed people. And another story here of a 30-year-old couple who they broke into their home and they managed to hide the twin babies less than a year old. They they hid them and they ended up killing the the uh the parents. But thank God wherever they hid the babies, the babies remained safe and you know, it's it's they they this this here this is a really bad situation. And before the week was out, I wanted to just kind of talk about it a little bit um, to see what your thoughts were, what you've heard. And you know, we're just, we're going to end today with you know lifting up this whole situation in prayer. And I'll start with you, brother Al. What, you know, what has been some of the things that have really caught your attention about this whole situation with this war going on. Do we have you, brother? Oh, I'm so sorry. I had to take these kids there. Can we go to the next person so I can hear it again? Then I'm like, all right, brother Ainsley, what you got for us? You know, what are some of your thoughts that you know that you've heard? You know, or, or from what you've heard going on over here with all of this hostage taking and, and murdering and wow, this is this is this is big. 
This is really big in a short amount of time. All right. You know, um, my thing on this, right, and, you know, my thing is, like, why is this happening? And to get an understanding of what's what's going on. Why is this happening? And, you know, and you, you to me, you got to do your own homework and research and try to have some kind of contact with what's going on. And when... Because my thing is, why, why would, why, why would make somebody or group of people want to do this? You know, I don't condone the violence, but what, 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 what would make some people do this? And then when you do, I'm just make it, it will take too lengthy to to get into it, to it all the history. But like when you do, um, like a hundred year uh, context of how how do we get to this point? You understand the, you kind of understand the plight of the Palestinian side. You hear, you understand the both the both both you know both sides of the story and whatnot. And you understand that both sides have done some cruel things. You know, both sides have have have, have violated, you know, all all kinds of humanitarian law. They've been brutal um against kids, women, the all all alike. Both sides. And whatnot, and my thing is, um, if you're gonna be, you, if you're gonna be concerned about loss of life, be, you should. Be, I think there's something wrong if you're only concerned about Israeli loss of life. It, to me, you should be concerned about loss of life, all lives. Period. You know, not just one-sided. It should be both sides. It should be a loss of life, a loss of life. You know, Israeli, uh, Palestinian. It should be both sides, and you know. So I don't, I don't condone the violence, but I think we need to have, you know, a, a, edu- a more educated, a more um, understand really the history of, of, of what's going on, and because this this conflict has been going on for 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 ages, ages. It's biblical. It's, it's, this has been going on for a while and whatnot. And to me, right now on the news. It is is highly one is, is highly one slanted and whatnot. And I'm tell you, we're not we're not going to get into any kind of mutual. Uh, we're not going to get. We're not gonna, we can't move forward really unless there's a really some kind of um, mutual understanding of each other and you know um, coming together of some sort. And so uh, I could like to, I could like to, I could say a lot more on that, but for time purposes. You know, uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Brother Al, do you have anything that you yes. want to contribute to this conversation? I'm, I'm like the song, War. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, sad that they, it's sad that they can't, you know, just work something out. You know, I don't understand... What are you going to get out of just killing all these people? It's just killing. You're killing, killing, killing. What are you going to get? You're going to take over somebody's land. Okay, you killed these people. You're going to do that. And then it's going to happen to you. So, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's sad. Cause I just hate to see so many innocent people getting bombed. And for, you know, because you leaders can't get along or you leaders want certain things to happen. So you're forgetting about these innocent families 
that's just in their home, just relaxing, and here come a bomb, and now you, their kid get killed, or the father, or the mother. It's, it's just senseless, man. And I, you know, I pray all the time that God step in and, and you know, and, and fix it, you know. But it's, it's, it's sad because it, it, it like, like this all saying, war. What is it good for? Nothing, you know. So it's, it's I'm praying that it stops soon. All right, all right. Oh, Pastor. Oh, and also, I, I hope that. Uh, oh. I, I'm sorry, Pastor. And, uh, and one more statement. And also, I hope the U.S. mind their business because they got a big habit of always putting their nose in the business because what happened with them is that, you know, they only put their nose in when it benefits them, you know. So I hope the U.S. mind their business. Well, actually, that was the next leg of the conversation. So we'll, we'll be back to that in a second. Um, Brother Al, uh, Pastor KL, what's your thought on on all that's going on here? Well, I mean, to, to be honest with you, I, I don't I don't follow news. You know, um, I go home. I mean, I, I go to work. I go home. Go to sleep. But I mean, with, with war itself, to me, it's just unnecessary. You know, it, it, it's almost like you know, there's a bully in school. You know, and he doesn't like it. So now he wants to pick on, you know, and, and the, the person he's picking on did absolutely nothing to you simply because you don't like what he's wearing. I mean, it's, it's just like with, with, with the young fellow with, with the hair. You don't like him, so you, you became a bully now, you know, and, and there's innocent people getting hurt. You know, like Brother Al said, people are, are in their homes, and, and, you know, people going to work and thinking they're coming back home that day, and now you blow up the whole job. For what? I had nothing to do with this fight. You know, I go down the block with, with Brother Ainsley and somebody mad at Brother Ainsley and they punch me in the face. Now, you mad at Ainsley. Hit, at least hit him first. If I decide I want to jump in, then I'm going to jump in. But don't hit me because you're mad at him. And I think that's, that's what's happening with, with war. We, we begin to be mad at folks for absolutely no reason because you're mad at the hierarchy. Now, everybody else under them got to pay for it. Yeah, this this is this is really a, a really bad. Somebody talking? Oh, this is a really bad situation. And like Brother Ainsley said, this has been something brewing for a long time. You know, I, I took some time to. I didn't have a whole lot of time, but during the week, I took some time to kind of glance uh, through some of the history, and this has been a real bad situation that's been brewing for quite some time. And, you know, they, uh, you know, there was Pastor this, Sam, this, this let me get, let me just give it like a really, well, really, really long story, really brief as I can, right? Basically, this whole land, the whole issue where it, started, it was coming from is that basically the Palestine, they had this, they had this, 100% of the land, and it started out with, long well, sorry, Britain coming in. Uh, somebody made a decree like they want to take, basically take over, a little piece of it, right, even back in the 1920s. And so they came in, and what they started doing, they started displacing people. They would came in, do all kind of um, brutal riots and started displacing people, right, and they started taking over. And it's happened, and then at the end of the World War, on one eye. They didn't want a stomach going into, um, you know, in, in war. 
So basically, they created the Israeli state. And what's been happening, so they, they'll go in certain areas and take, you know, brutally, uh, brutal riots, you know, killing of kids and displace people. And then sort of take over their land constantly. So it got to the point where they had no authority, they have no, no, they, they're taking over their land. So they, then they try to say, okay, we have a two-party, two two-country kind of thing. And, they, and even at the U.N. post to have um, to said, okay, I can do this. But you're really doing it against the Palestinian wishes. But not only that, Israel, they, they, they even overstepped what the U.N. said they can do. So you've been displaced. They've been displacing people constantly. If we look at the, and we look at geographically of the land, where now where they had 100% of the land, now they only got like maybe like 20%, and, you, and, and with no with no, you know, standing, you know, they can't govern themselves, they can't do anything like that. And so, um, so they've had like these uh, terrible, you know, humanitarian, you know, as rights against them. So now you got people, now you got them fighting back. So this, I'm saying this all, I said that, and, you know, it's because right now, you, to me, you always hear that, oh, like, they're just doing this. But you understand you know, both. That's why I said both sides have been doing a lot of these these, these warish acts for 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 you know for a while. It really started out with Britain and 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 Israel. You know, so I just had to put that in context. So you know, people's you know because people don't realize that you know it's said to be one slant, but you really got. That's why I say you got to do your homework and research on it. And um, you know, so. Uh, so you know you can make a you know wide decision. You know what's going on. What's really well, thank going you, on. thank you, thank you so much for mm-hmm. that breakdown. We appreciate it. Um, I don't think I could have said it so easily, but thank you so much for the uh, a little clearer understanding. You know, Brother Al said something that was was key, and you know there was an article, and I did hear you know in the news that, you know, the New York City is heightening their, you know, their uh, security and, and things like that. And Hoko is, you know, uh, she's preparing this way and that way. And, of course, Adam, you know, he's, you know, in the, uh, in the news, you know, um, he's concerned because he said that there's a lot of uh, expectation on our end in regard to, you know, response because of this Hamas attack. And, you know, like Brother Al said, we, you know, if this is a really, really touchy situation and we've got to be real careful, you know, people are jumping up and down and saying what, you know, the response should be and, you know, just giving you gentlemen an opportunity to speak on, you know, what what we need to do, what, how we need to handle ourselves, in your opinion. You know, what, what do we do? What do we do? People are yelling, hey, we need to get involved. Not New York City necessarily, but the United States. You know, Brother Al, you've already spoken. I'll give you an opportunity to elaborate before we go.
Hey, Pastor, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm at the pass. I'm, okay. I'm sorry. I'm at the pass. Now we're having a fire okay. drill. Thank uh, I'm you. I'm sorry. Have a good weekend, Thank everybody. You. Okay, you too. Thank you, Brother Al. Uh, Pastor KL, I'll give you an opportunity to, you know, respond as to, you know, the people are jumping up and down and they're saying, hey, you know, there needs to be some response to the homic attack. What say you? Well, I, I, I say fight the battles. That's your battle. You know, a lot of times we, we get into red tape or we get into a loss of finance because we want to fight battles that don't belong to us. I mean, we got enough stuff going on with, with these migrants coming over and this happened and, and the veterans and all. Why, why are we not fighting those battles? We, we, we need to fight the battles that's in our face. You know, why Why are we crossing borders to fight battles that don't belong to us? That I, I think that that's a problem. You know, that, that that's our biggest problem. We always want to save everybody. But who's saving us? Okay, okay. Uh, Brother Angley, what say you? You know, the American or the people over in America, let's put it like that, the people over in America are jumping up and down and saying, we need to respond to the Hamas attacks. You know, there are people over in, in, in Israel and Palestine and this place and that place that are Americans. There are some Americans that have been caught up in this thing. There are some Americans who are being held hostage. There are some Americans that have been killed. We need to respond. What say you? I say most people are ignorant because they really don't know what's going on. And um, they really don't know what's really going on. You're looking at, you know, it's like you come to the party really late. You really don't know what's happening. And and so, you know, they, they, they're acting and moving on. We're not having all the information on what's going on. And so, and so I really think that, you know, uh, I think people need to really educate themselves on what's really going on. And and so you can make a, wise, a more wiser decision and whatnot. And you gotta do, do really do your due diligence and 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 stuff like that. Now, so again, my thing we ought to be concerned with, you know, we need to pray first of all. Number one, we need to pray and be guided by what God allow. You know, God direct. God has God directs us to and stuff like that. And I think in, in general, we need to be concerned with all lives, everybody's lives, not be one sided. You know what I'm saying? You're, you know, again, um, to me, the question is, why would somebody want to do this? You know what I'm saying? Uh, why, why, why would this happen? And, and so, people need to educate themselves on it. And so, um, I understand the emotional. You know, if you get hurt, if you get hit, if somebody get hurt, somebody get killed. There, there needs to be a response to it and whatnot. But let's do this, you know, wisely. Let's not be jump, jump, and uh, uh, you know, just jump. Let's do this move. Let's move accordingly, wisely, and what. Let's, let's try to move this thing to a, 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 a better end, as opposed to just a violent response. You know. So, um, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. You know Thank what, Pastor? Can I say? Can I say, can I say, can I say yes. one more sure. thing? You know, Angie sure. said it. He hit it on the head, saying that we need to pray. But America needs to get back to praying. You know, you know, it's, it's only when you have the 9-11s or, you know, the, 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 the big problems in New York when they want everybody to pray. After that, after it subsides, 
we don't hear about praying no more. We stop praying un- until it hits our backyard. You know, the Bible says pray without ceasing. We, we, America needs to pray. You know, they need to get back to prayer first and stop running off emotions. You know, pray and let, as, as Brother Andy said, let God order your steps. The steps of a good man is ordered by God. But first you have to pray. You have to seek his face, turn from your wicked ways. Then will he hear. You know, we, we just want God to hear, just God to hear, God to hear. But, but we're not taking the steps for God to hear. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, good point, gentlemen. Good point. Thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed day. You as well. You as well. You too, Seth. Thank you. Seth. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. You too. You too. Ah, oh. well, this is definitely uh, time for us to go before the Lord. Heavenly Father, God, we come before you as always. We say thank you for all that you have already done before we even beseech you for anything else. We thank you for the invitation into today. And we wake up, God, with humble hearts as we enter into your courts with thanksgiving. And we just say thank you because we were able to wake up today. We didn't wake up to war in our own country. We didn't wake up to war in our own backyard. We were able to open our eyes and and go to you first without any level of turmoil. And how can we say thank you for something like that? Lord, we're lifting up this situation before you. We understand that there's been a stir for quite some time. A lot of times we don't know a lot of the details. And as been said, you know, we respond based on what we hear, but not necessarily based on what the reality is. And the reality is we're left out of quite a bit of information. So even even with the information that's been been put out there for us to know, there's other things that we will never be aware of. But yet we're making decisions, um, rash, emotional statements and judgments, and we're rallying behind the wrong information or incomplete information, as, as Brother Avery said. So, Lord, we're handing, handing this over to you, the one who knows each and every piece of this situation, that there is nothing that goes on underneath this sun that you're not aware of. And, Lord, we're praying for all of the families who have lost loved ones, the people who were just minding their business, just existing. Ah, what devastation. We're asking you, God, to just heal their hearts. It's it's so hard to move on when things happen so suddenly, so unexpectedly, when you don't see any indication 
of anything, and people were just existing. They were going about their everyday activities. People were in their homes, and their home was invaded. This this homes being invaded. People just in their homes, and Lord. We, we really need to hand this over to you, God, as Pastor K.L. said. We need to come together as a land, as a nation, as a whole. We need to come together, and it can't just be for a moment. We have got to get ourselves together. You know, this is not happening on America's soil, but we could always, we're always, always vulnerable. We've seen it happen before, and it can definitely happen again, and only you have been the protective barrier that has, you know, that's prevented any of this from occurring here. Oh, Lord, we're asking you to help those of us who call you our Father, who call you the creator and the head of our lives, that we are the trendsetters, that we are the leaders, that we are the ones that step up and stand out and open up our mouths and, and lift you first so that other people would follow suit, that they would understand that we need you and we have to put you first so that you can offer an understanding, you can offer an answer, that we place ourselves at your mercy, at your mercy seat, that we don't try to figure this thing out on our own that we're not trying to make sense out of nonsense. But if we all come before you and hand over this situation to you, that you will definitely solve this issue. Lord, we pray for this world. We don't only pray for those areas. We don't only pray for America, but we pray for this world and we pray for the people in this world. We pray for those who fired the first shot. We pray for those who responded. We we just lift them all up before you, dear Heavenly Father, that they would see how senseless murdering innocent people are. And I know, know everybody has a reason. Everyone has a cause. Everyone is justified. Everyone feels as though, you know, this is what we need to do to get attention, to make it happen, to to right or wrong, to show that we're serious, to show that we're not going to take it any longer. Oh, Lord, we cry out to you today. And we thank you where it could have been worse than what it is. So we're grateful for whatever you have kept from happening. Uh, We pray that you settle all of those who are in an uproar just because all of those who feel like we just need to retaliate. We ask that you keep the, the, the powers that be 
We keep them in there. You keep them in their right frame of mind. And that we who know you, who know the power of prayer, that we would stand up on a regular basis because we need to stand up on a regular basis for such a time as this so that when it it comes to this, we're not now rallying together for the first time or we're now rallying together, you know, since 100 years ago but that we are in in the process that we're accustomed to doing this and there is nothing you can't do is, is like like uh, Pastor Kale said we need to take our rightful position we're coming to you God we're coming to you to take care of each and every part of this mess and again, we're asking you to just be with all of those who have lost, who are grieving, who are mourning, who are just scratching their heads depending where you are. Oh, we call for a level of unity. And we give you thanks for those of us who do know you. That we can come together and do what we need to do. And that we can make the difference. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory and the honor. So let me do your name. Amen. Ah, you know, the gentlemen have spoken some some true words, you know, about just our, our normal behavior, our regular activities, that we, we just don't sit around and wait, twiddling our thumbs so busy that we don't have time. We don't have time to do what we need to do and what we should be doing on a regular basis. And now all of a sudden we're running and we're scrambling. If we all work in our home with our family and that family, and I said this I think a week or so ago, in, in, in our home now we work on another family in the block or another family in the building and then that block works on the neighborhood and that neighborhood works in the county and that county works in the city and the city works in the state state works in the nation and nation works in the world that's how we become effective that we don't wait until the last minute that we're not fighting and, and, and going about our daily activity, warring against one another, always having a fight in our, you know, being for something. We're always fighting, just fighting, just fighting, just fighting. And, you know, that's, I think, I think a lot of people don't understand that when you just fight all the time, you know, you, you just in an uproar. I just got to sound off and, you know, I'm not going to stand for, you know, anything. You can't fight for everything. You have to pick your battles. Pick your battles because when it comes time to really fight, you're going to need that energy. You're going to be so worn out from fighting over every little itsy, bitsy, teeny, weeny thing that when it comes time for your voice to be heard, ain't nobody listening no more. 
all you've done. We've got to be very smart. We've got to be very calculated. So that when we open up our mouth, people are paying attention. People are listening for what you have to say. That you're not just fighting against everything and now, you know, nobody is even listening to you anymore. Are you making a difference in what you say and do? Because this is the time when it matters. When we have to rally together and we have to make it happen. Because as we work in clusters, that's when we're going to work as one big ball, one huge ball. So come on, let's, let's get ourselves together. Let's make it happen. Let's sound the alarm for the proper things and not just any and everything, okay? You've been listening to It's Do Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my good time to the men for coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us all week. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord. Even if you've given your life to Christ already, you've got to strengthen that relationship with the Lord. Because later, it's not promised to any of us. Until Monday, God says, where it. Shaking the Monday morning blues all over again, God spare our life. Until then, stay in prayer over our country, over this world. I love you. Mm-hmm.